and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman, and I'm so happy that you decided to join me today. Today, I have a friend of mine who I actually am so impressed with her um, that she has probably no idea how impressive she is to me, but I just want to tell you, she is amazing. Uh, She is a single mom of three children who has a huge heart Uh, for women to understand their value and to know who they are created to be in Christ. Uh, She is a huge advocate and a foster mom. So she's a huge advocate of the foster foster care program and helping children be in homes with people who love them and and pour into them. She also owns her own pre-K readiness um, company. And so she just has a lot of stuff going on. Uh, she is um, a kind of a one-man show that runs a lot of things all the time. And so I just want you to meet my really good friend, Christy Brooks. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, the truth is that when I first met you, like um, just hearing a little bit of your story and stuff like that is so impressive. And I was just like, how, how is, where has she been all my life? So uh, we are part of a women's organization together called Dream Sisters. And so she's, she's one of my dream sisters. And, um, and so that's really fun to have her. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little of your story. What does that look like? Well, I um, am a single mom, a mother, um, number one. Actually, I'm a child of Christ, number one. <laughs> and then a mom. I have um, my oldest just went off to college and is about to turn 19 and is thriving. I'm so proud of her. I have a 13-year-old son who is such a blessing and such a man of our home um, and has really stepped up since my oldest left. And then my youngest is seven, and her name is Hadley. And they do sports and church and are active and are smart and keep me going all the time. And we love to do anything and everything outside. Um, About a year, a little over a year ago, I was presented with an opportunity to um, foster. And I thought that it was just one child at the time. They said, would you be interested in fostering this newborn? Well, I like to have babies every five years and nine months apart. (laughs) Not on purpose. That's just the way that God blessed me with children. And my youngest had just turned six and I'm single, not married, not having any more children. And my heart kind of ached. Um, Even though I have a daycare and pre-K readiness program and I have children in my home all the time, there's just something in my heart that craves caring for and loving for newborns. So when they said, would you take this newborn? Absolutely. And that was on a Friday. And on Monday, they brought me two sweet blessings, the newborn and the older sibling who was um, 18 months old. And that really um, changed our family's lives. We had been interested in, um, my daughter and I have done mission trips before, and she's traveled to Haiti six times. She has a heart for children and wanting to help them. Um, If we have the means and the love and the knowledge to share with them and we're able to, I feel like we're being disobedient and not providing that care for them. Well, the the Bible is super clear about taking care of widows and orphans. So 
Um, I think I think there's a scriptural directive for that yes. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that really changed our world because I went from being like, oh my gosh, I'm a single mom of three to praying for um, God to provide everything I needed from finances to supernatural strength. I prayed for every day for spiritual guidance on this was all new. I know how to love babies and care for them, but even an almost two-year-old asks questions mm-hmm. and um, trying to bridge the biological family back with the children. There was stuff I needed to learn. So there's a lot that comes with foster care, but if you can love a child, you can do foster care. So then I went to providing for five children. I had a senior in high school all the way down to a newborn. Um, and so that was a new rodeo, but such a blessing because I'd always wanted to do foster care. And when I was previously married, it just wasn't an option and a good fit for our family. Um, I was not encouraged to do that. Right. And so there are times in my singleness as a single parent where I just, I want a partner in life. And then there are times where I've been given opportunities like fostering that I wasn't able to when I was married. Um, and it was really neat to see my kids grow spiritually and just love those kids like their own blood siblings. That's awesome. So, um, how long were you married? Well, I've been married twice. Okay. Do you feel okay to talk about that? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, I was very young and because of my experiences, um, I was not a willing participant in creating my oldest and I didn't want to have to share that story with anybody else. So the guy that I had been dating, um, knew what had happened to me and he loved me anyways. That's awesome. And I had that baby and he loved that baby. And so I had this man that loved me and loved this baby and I was never going to have to tell anybody else my story. And so we got married (laughs) because in my mind that like fixed a bunch of problems. Um, It didn't, and so that relationship didn't work, and we got divorced, and because I was craving something because of the hurt and trauma that I'd had in my life, I was going to food, to alcohol, to male attention. So the first next man that swept me off my feet and promised to love me forever and ever, I began to start a relationship with him. Um, I knew in my mind that I didn't want to remarry or remarry soon because I was afraid of another failing marriage. So we did all the things we wanted to and didn't get married. So we bought a house together. We had a child together. We were trying to raise my other children together until finally um, I had a medical scare to where I needed insurance. And so in my mind, I thought, well, I need medical insurance and I was no longer teaching and starting my own business and I needed insurance and we had a house together. We had a child together and we loved each other, but the Holy spirit was saying, no, don't do it. So he said, will you marry me? And I said, no. And I ran in and I called my sister and I was like, he just asked me to marry him. She's like, what did you say? And I said, I said, no, because I felt it in my heart that that was not the direction God wanted me to go. But because I did not have a close personal relationship with Jesus, I did not follow through with that. And I ended up marrying him. Um, He has a drinking problem. Um, 
a controlling personality to where I couldn't live my best life. He also did not believe in God, and I knew this coming into it. Um, but in some naive way, I thought that after having a child together and seeing that, like, you've got to believe in God. Um, after having these experiences and seeing the love that I had for my children and seeing the love that people had for us, that you've got to know God in that. And that's not like only Jesus saves. Mm -hmm. Um, so the relationship, um, began to become abusive in different ways. And I just wanted to protect the idea of having a family. I just wanted a family so bad my whole life. And I wanted to be a good mom, and I didn't want to get divorced again. So God led me to different things during that time. One being single space, which is led by Stacy Johnson, a Christian counselor. And in that program, she helped me realize what a godly woman and a godly wife look like, what a marriage is supposed to be, and my worth. And that's when I began realizing that there was something more than just believing in God and that I could have a relationship with Jesus. At that same time, I started visiting um, a new non-denominational church. Um, I grew up Christian, but did not have a personal relationship with Jesus. So all these things began to play a part where I can see God working. So I began attending a new church. Um, I had gone to this six-week course that was filled with the word, built me up. God was able to speak into my heart who I was and what I was worth. And I began thinking, this marriage isn't going to work. So a sequence of events happened over the next six months, and um, we got divorced. And then I didn't know what to do. I thought that was going to fix my problems. But instead, I turned to food and to alcohol and wanted to numb my pain and didn't know that Jesus could fill those holes. Um, I began reading the Bible more. I was going to church every Sunday. But I would say it took me about a year of getting comfortable with that and learning and reading the word before I realized that I had, there was a solution. And I began to slowly surrender over this last two years um, my life, one addiction at a time. That's awesome. It was first food. It was alcohol. It was seeking that male attention. It was uh, shopping, spending money. I began to surrender those different parts of my life and God began to heal different parts of me. And I was recently baptized this summer. Yay! With my two children, Hadley and Gunnar. We were all baptized together at Victory Family Church in Norman. And as I grow closer to God, I'm able to experience this new life where before I had God moments where you know, like, that's God. Right. That's the Holy Spirit. You know, sure. even before um, I had a personal relationship, I could tell, like, if my, I had a little bit of, a little crack in my heart, and God was able to seep in that crack. And now that my heart is completely open, 
it's amazing what he's doing and all the God moments that I have to where I just smile and I'm like, thank you, God, you know, (laughs) and I'm eager to continue to grow because I know that those moments will increase and that's just really exciting. And to know that now moving forward, the next steps are led by God and they're no longer led by Christine. So tell me this, um, if you had to, um, if you just had the opportunity right now to speak to women who would find themselves maybe in a place where they have those wounds, where they constantly are seeking male attention and they, they, maybe they have this repetitive cycle of just kind of moving from one guy to the next. If, if you could say something to them that, uh, that you felt like if somebody said to you that impacted you or changed the way you mm-hmm. thought, what would you say to those women? Because I think that's a powerful, a powerful thing to say. And I think it's a, a wonderful opportunity to speak into that. The first thing I would say is you are perfect and whole right where you're at, wherever you're at in this moment. You're exactly where you need to be. Then you need to evaluate, is this God's best for you? Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a counseling session once when I was you know, stuck in these two spots where I wanted to have this family and I didn't want a divorce and I wanted to make it work and knowing I can't live like this a minute longer. And my counselor looked at me and she said, if your oldest daughter, Ashlyn, was sitting here and she was in the same situation as you, what would you tell her? And it just like, the tears came and I said, I would tell her to run that she is worth so much more, that God has so much more for her, that this is not his plan. Like he has plans to prosper us, not to harm us. So if you're in situations where your heart is getting harmed, you're not growing spiritually, you're physically getting harmed, um, there are negative words being spoken over you. That's not of God. That's not what God wants for you. Um, And it doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, who you've been with, how many marriages you've had, how many relationships you've had. God will heal you. Like, (laughs) I'm standing here to tell you, he is healing me. He is. And I started out in relationships that were not healthy after my divorces. That there was a lot of codependency because I just, I'm, I'm a helper. I'm a lover. I want to love you and take care of you. Just let me do that. But then if you want to change anything in me, then like there's a problem. So in my relationships, they've gotten more healthy because I've gotten closer to God. And when God says, no, Christy, like this is not what I have for you. Then I say, you know, this was so great. Mm -hmm. And to be brave enough to say, God said, (laughs) you're not the one. Yeah, I don't want to waste your time or my time. Right. Um. So I would say to any woman struggling or having any shame or guilt or hurt or pain and she just feels stuck, that you're not stuck. God is the ultimate healer. He will save you over and over and over and over again, and he's not going to leave you. And just to ask yourself, is this God's best for me? And if you honestly can't say yes, then it's okay to leave. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And a lot of times I was afraid of hurting other people. Not even like the guy that I was in a relationship, but his family. But it's okay. Like there are other people that care Mm -hmm. for that person and they're going to be okay. Yeah. And I think I want to kind of 
add in a little bit of a disclaimer here. Um, you know, I think wise counsel in those situation helps because uh, I'm on the other side of that <laughs> in that I do marriage and relationship, right? And so uh, I would say that always seek wise counsel first before you make radical decisions, yes. right? Yes. Um, and I think you would agree with that yes. too because, um, you know, it's important to see, seek wise counsel. Sometimes we're just having a bad day, week, month. Right. And like if we knew a little bit more, we could maybe work forward a little right. bit better. But if you're in an, you know, I don't think the Lord would ever ask us to stay in an abusive relationship. And what I find, because uh, I'm a part of the divorce crowd too, right? And what I find is um, when you... Because God would not ask us to stay where we're being abused. And, you know, we, I always encourage, when I have women that come to work with me, if, if they are not safe, I, you know, you have to get to a safe place. Right. Your children need to be in a safe environment, first and foremost. Absolutely, 100%. Um, and, I, and I agree. And so I want you to t- say one more thing. I want to talk to you about a little bit something else. And that is walking away without shame, right? Uh, like, I, I was the one who left our marriage. And you were you left yours, and so how do you walk away from that without carrying the shame of failure or the shame of the church is you know hasn't always been very uh, loving to divorce people or inclusive with divorce right. people, and yet God has never stopped loving us. So how do you walk away without carrying a lot of shame? Um, it is a work in progress. I started out with a lot of shame, and even still, like it's funny <laughs> when I'm like, I've been married twice. Or my sister recently said, when you get married again. And she's like, well, I don't mean again. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> um, so it is like I'm still healing from mm-hmm. that. And just even saying, you know, like I've dated four guys since my divorce. And being like, oh, I have a little guilt with that. Like, But the more that I get into the word and I read more scripture, it is repeated over and over and over again that when we repent and when we turn a different direction and when we seek God, our sins are forgiven. There, there should be no shame. It's almost like um, not discrediting the forgiveness, but like an insult. Like your son died on the cross. My sins are washed away. I have, you know, asked for forgiveness and I've turned a different direction. It's gone. It's clean. God's forgiven me. I can move on. Um, I've also done a lot of counseling and writing and journaling um, on letting that go. Right. Because it is, like I have to say, I'm letting this go. God's forgiven me. I have forgiven myself. I know there's better things out there for me, and I'm excited about that. And I'm not going to let those negative thoughts hold me back from those. Right. I think that's a good thing to quote your pastor, um, a good friend of ours. <laughs> he he would always say one of the most arrogant things we can say is that, that our sin is stronger than the blood of Christ. You know, and the truth is God forgives us and God doesn't hold us guilty and there's no shame and there's no guilt. And if you're feeling shame and guilt, that's straight from that's straight from the enemy. That yes. is not part of who God's created us to be. And, uh, and and it's not a license to continue on in the same repetitive bad behavior for sure. Right. Uh, but it but there's 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 a time for saying okay yes the past happened yes it was part of who I am but no it's not who I'm going to be it's not who I am right now and it's not who I'm going to be in the future. So I think right. that's a really powerful story. Uh, if you could kind of tie this up with a little bow and say what is one thought you'd want people to walk away with? Um. There's lots of thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, if you have an opportunity, go and share love with all the babies. Okay. Any um, in foster care, orphans in your church, in your neighborhood, at your school, you can volunteer. Um, that that's our our next generation, and they need our love, and they need our acceptance. The next thing I would say to any single woman is not to settle and remember that God wants what's best for you and just to pray. And like you said, have that godly counsel. I'm lucky enough to have um, a best friend that walks with me in growing in our faith and she's my accountability partner. And so I can go to the word, I can pray, um, I can take really good notes from my pastor in church. And then I know that I've got to be honest with my family and friends and myself and my choices I'm making moving forward. Um, That's really good stuff. And that you're completely loved just how you are, right where you're at. You are whole and completely loved. Right. I think that's a good place to put a period. So thanks for sharing all of that. Hey, listen, I always like to end our podcast with just some fun questions. Uh, So these are just rapid fire off the top of your head. We don't have to think about them long and ponder. Okay. Uh, So tell me your favorite Bible verse. Do you have a life verse? Oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 413. That's great. Are you coffee or tea? Coffee. Do you like black coffee or do you have to foof it up a little? Black. Black Yes, black coffee people (laughs) unite. That's what I say. Um, Favorite movie you watch over and over again? Because you love it. Princess Bride? Princess. Oh, my husband would be so happy to hear that. Uh, Not my favorite. My children love it. But it's his favorite, one of his favorite movies. That probably would have been a deal breaker for us (laughs) if he'd have known before we got married that I didn't like Princess Bride. (laughs) Well, I'm going to take that answer back, and I'm going to go with um, no, that's fine. Yeah, Collateral Beauty with Will Smith. Oh, I don't know. I've never seen that movie. It's a tearjerker. It's really good. Have you ever watched Downton Abbey? Okay. Yes, I have. I will not be seeing the movie in the movie theater, though. Oh, okay. All right. There's probably a story to tell there, but <laughs> we'll move on. All right. Uh, if you could only... Um, if you could say one thing about, about Jesus, what would you say? He is enough. He is enough. He is enough. That is so super powerful. My next question is, when are you writing your book? (laughs) Well, I do enjoy writing. And if you would like to follow me on Instagram, I like to encourage people with, um, Bible verses and just my thoughts. They come to me usually when I'm exercising or kayaking. And you can find me at Christy Brooks 81. Okay. Um, I think I need to get a little more comfortable there in sharing my writing because it's a very vulnerable thing. Um, but yeah, maybe one day. You have one, a story to tell. down the road. I you have a story a to tell. You should write a book. Uh, so, well, thanks for hanging out with me yes, today. Gosh, you. what a blessing to have and have you share your story and be so vulnerable about some things that you've experienced in your life. And, uh, you know, the good, the, the good and bad of that is that you're not alone. And that there are other women out there who have who have experienced very similar things. And so I do encourage you to follow her on Instagram at Christy Brooks. 81. 81, right? And uh, because there's wisdom there. She has so much wisdom to give. And I'm serious when I, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging her to write a book, to write a blog, to to 
put her experience and wisdom and just the things that she's learned from the Lord out there. So maybe if you follow her on Instagram, you can encourage her as well. Um, But thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you for for, inviting me. Thanks for being a part of this and sharing your journey with us. Um, Usually when I do podcasts, I'm always like, dang, I need to have them back again and then again and again because there's so much story to tell. And you're no different than the rest of them. Like we could talk for another, you know, three episodes of a podcast and and that would be great. But so um, just thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you everyone for taking time to listen to this edition of He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. It's time for me to give you those three little favors that I ask every single time. First of all, if you're new to my podcast, would you just hit that subscribe button? So all of the latest episodes are in your feed every, uh, every week. Second of all, my office is maybe falling apart here for a moment, but we'll just move on like that didn't happen. Second of all, uh, if you would go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, that helps our podcast bubble up, to, bubble up to the top. And the last thing that you could do for me is you could share this podcast with your friends. Hey, the people that are a part of my podcast are amazing and the world deserves to know them. So let's do our very best to make them and Jesus famous. So until we meet again, um, have a wonderful day. And remember, he doesn't waste a thing.